evolutionary.org podcast coming your way episode 504 speeding right along steve in the mobster how's it going man good out there keeping you informed keeping you at the tip top of information yes we are so today we're going to talk about ghrp dash six we're talking about dosing cycling it benefits side effects all that good stuff so you've got ghrh which is growth hormone releasing hormones and then you've got ghrp which are growth hormone releasing peptides so the difference between the p and the h is the H will increase the amount of growth hormone that can be secreted at the body's natural timing. And the P will target a pulse that forces the pituitary to secrete growth hormone that you have stored. So we're going to talk about GHRP-6 in this one. And we're going to talk about why GHRP is one of the most popular growth peptides out there. So, you know, before we talk about GHRP-6, we got to talk about GH. So growth hormone is something that we stop producing as we get older. And for most of you, you're going to peak your growth hormone very young. And then as you get into your late 20s, as you get into your 30s, definitely your 40s, your growth hormone really falls off a cliff. So there's a reason why, you know, our, that happens in our body it has a lot to do with evolution, obviously. Um, human beings throughout history have only lived a short amount of time. So uh, making it to 40 years old would have been quite the chore a million years ago. So obviously that's why by the time you're 40, our growth hormone levels are really, really, really down. So in our body, uh, there's select times during the day, our bodies release stored growth hormone. And then the most powerful time that we release GH obviously is when we're not awake, when we're sleeping and when we're fasted. And that's why at night, the better you sleep, the more growth hormone release you get. So that's very, very important. Uh, growth hormone is very important. So mobster, jump in a little bit and tell us a little more about uh, growth hormone. Yeah, I'm just thinking, Steve, in terms of uh, the peak time outside of the gym and outside of any situation we can create either by adding a peptide or uh, on the manipulation of the diet or training, the reason why we stop quite early, what Steve says, is when you have the classic example is the growth spurt, Steve, as you know. So, you know, you, you, you're a certain height when you're at school, and there seems to be some point in the mid-teen to late-teen years where soon, you, as we say over here, Steve, you shoot up. I think I went from 5'11 to 6'3", or 5'9 to 5'11 to 6'3". Uh, the reality of that situation, guys, is if you carried on being sensitive to growth hormone and reducing growth hormone, you end up with the, the giant six, seven, seven foot, nearly eight foot giants that we occasionally see in the Guinness World Records. And uh, that might be stimulated to be fun, but it's not fun. And there's also other issues in terms of uh, bone growth and so on. But the, I think the, it's a phrase, Steve, angromorphic giants, I believe. Angromorphic, essentially, you end up, um, without being too unkind, you look like Frankenstein. You have those big pronounced eyebrows. Uh, you have that sort of caveman kind of look to you going on. Uh oversized hands, oversized feet, and as I say, sometimes ridiculous sweat. So, guys, there's a particular reason why, as Steve said, not just the caveman thing in terms of our lifespan, but also if we carry on producing growth hormone or too much growth hormone at periods of our life, it's actually not a good thing. But, of course, what we're talking about here is not crazy levels or sensitivity to crazy levels, but specific manipulation of growth hormone 
or the peptides to produce a particular result in the gym. Back to you, Steve. So let's talk about more about, you know, growth hormone before we continue. So um, a lot of a lot of mobs are kind of explained how important growth hormone is. But, you know, we see a lot of cases. I get the question a lot. Can I take growth hormone and grow my penis? Can I take growth hormone and grow my height? Can I take growth hormone and grow <laughs> my bones, you know, my limbs? And, you know, no, as adults, we can't. Your Your growth plates are already stopped. So, yes. but they, yes, they do give growth hormone to young teenagers who have, you know, dwarfism or those types of issues. And that helps them grow and that helps them get taller and all that good stuff. So, but as adults, you know, your growth plate. So no, you can't take growth hormone at 40 years old and grow two no. inches on your high. I wish, I wish you could. I really do. That would be, that would be fantastic. So it doesn't work like that. I think a lot of people get caught up in the whole growth, the the, the term growth hormone, yes, and they just yes. don't understand it. And I really wish they wouldn't have termed it growth hormone because I don't even view it that way. Growth hormone is more anti-aging. It's, yeah. you know, helping with recovery, helping with repair. At 20 years old, how did you... How did you come back from an injury versus at 40 years old or 50 years old? How did you come back from injury? It's a big difference. And we see that a lot of people realize that in their 30s. You can really do dumb stuff at 20. You can go ride a motorcycle with no helmet and drive, you know, 120 miles an hour and get in a car accident and survive. And you can recover. And two weeks later, you're back on your motorcycle again. But at 40 or 50, you do that. You know, you'll probably, you know, not be able to recover uh, the same way. You're going to have a really harder time recovering. So growth hormone, really, a lot of people target GHRP6 for, you know, repair, recovery. But really, the best way, the best thing that GHRP6 does is is hunger. And um, and that's what GHRP6 will do. Um, you take GHRP6. Really, within a, a couple of days of taking it, you're you're going to already notice, wow, I, I'm hungry. And really, right off the bat, um, taking it will will resolve in that. So after you take it, guys are guys will say, wow, within an hour, I'm, I'm, I got crazy appetite. So Mobster, why don't you chime in on that one? I'm going to jump in here, Steve. As for, Steve will talk to you about the science. I'm going to talk to you about how I would think this would be a great advantage for a particular group within our culture. I mean, Steve and I are more than familiar with the skinny guys that claim that they eat all day, and in reality they do not. And the overweight guys, when I say guys, I mean men and women, uh, who talk about not eating much at all, but they're the size of a house. And in reality, every single time this has been studied, it's been pretty much bullshit, Steve, as we know. So uh, the, the overweight people tend towards um, eating certain number of meals, but then they forget the amount of grazing that they're doing in between. They forget the amount of snacking that they're doing. They'll sit and watch the TV with a bag of chips by, the, by their side and so on. Whereas the underweight person tends to underestimate how much food that they're doing, or as, as is the case here, and where GHRP6 will be useful, they literally feel full very, very quickly, Steve, and they find it almost impossible to, you know, you end up arcing about force feeding and, and making myself sick. So I think this would be a perfect example of a, a peptide for the underweight individuals that struggle with hunger, that 
that sense of fullness. Uh, and again, they aren't eat. You and I have talked about this, and I'm very blunt when I say this on the forums. I say I'm eating all the, as much as I possibly can, and I, and I can't go away. And I'll just say, no, you're not. No, you're not. And then I, how how do you say? Well, how do you know you're not? Because you're not gaining weight. Even if you gain fat, even if you've just got a little bit of a belly, even if the the, the, the food you went went to your ass, it may be weight gain. And the simple fact that you're not gaining any weight, never mind muscle tissue, is down to the simple fact that you are not eating enough to make that happen. And of course, if the magic is combination of rest, training, and nutrition to get the size, to get the added muscle, to get the strength. So here's a peptide that would be incredibly useful, as it says, an appetite stimulator. Uh, for those people that struggle to eat, that struggle with hunger, that struggle with that sensation of fullness. Tell them about the science, Steve. So here's here's the key is G-H-R-E-L-I-N, ghrelin. And ghrelin, it's a hormone that is produced by the cells in the stomach. That's released due to the stomach being empty or the stomach thinks it's empty. So throughout the day, your ghrelin levels go up, go down, go up. Yeah go down yeah. and that's kind of in in nature with with animals and that kind of tells you hey i gotta go find food i'm hungry i gotta go find food but i tell this to people a lot when they're fasting uh, when people fast they're like steve i have such a hard time fasting because i get hungry i got some so hunger and i tell them just wait wait 15 minutes wait 20 minutes you won't be hungry yeah. anymore because your ghrelin levels go up and down throughout the day so if you're in that stage where your adrenaline levels are high then you'll feel oh my god i'm hungry i have an appetite and then once they come back down you won't be hungry anymore so it's kind of it's kind of something that you kind of have to fight in this case when you take the ghrp6 it's going to keep your adrenaline levels strong so you're going to continuously have an appetite and you'll wake up even at night if you take the ghrp6 near bedtime you'll definitely wake up at night with an appetite and want to eat. So this is, uh, this is one of those things is really interesting. And the interesting thing is uh, a lot of people don't understand this part either is that even on GHRP6, when you're eating more, and I'm not saying go and eat, go eat junk. I'm not saying go and eat trash food, eat healthy, but you're going to eat more. And if you eat healthy foods, obviously you'll still cut fat. So you'll have more of an appetite. You'll eat more, but you'll still burn fat in the process so and it has a lot to do with again you know the whole calorie in calorie out argument applies here because even though calories in calories out is true if you get more calories in than you get out you will gain weight if you get more calories out than in you will lose weight but here's the thing the grp6 is manipulating calories out so you'll be able to eat more but in the process, you'll also be burning more calories. So you got more calories coming in, but you also got more calories coming out. Does that make sense? So you're going to be able to build good quality lean muscle mass, burn fat, and have a higher appetite and eat more in the process. So this is why GHRP6 is so, is so cool. Um, another thing GHRP6 does really good in the process is you're going to get healing. And you're going to get some soft tissue healing. A lot of people will go to GHRP6 to help them heal a lot of stubborn injuries that they have. So that's that's how it goes. And, you know, there's some studies out there that show when you have elevated ghrelin in the stomach that 
it has a direct link when it comes to quickly healing damaged tissues and damaged things. This is why pro athletes who are in contact sports, they're definitely all over, not just growth peptides, HGH. They want to get their hands on all this stuff because they are literally, they're literally millions of dollars are at stake. If yeah. you can't get yourself healthy and get out there and perform and help your team or help yourself, if you're in an individual sport like tennis or golf or something, then you're missing out on millions of dollars. So that's very important that these guys use these compounds for that reason. So GHRP6 is considered better than GHRP2, which we'll talk about in a later podcast when it comes to this because of its healing properties. So, and, um, you know, and, and that's something to definitely look, take a look at. So there's also other GH releasing peptides in this entire family. You have hex. We'll talk about that. The GHRP2, which we discussed and IPA, IPA moralin as well. So, at the end of the day, GHRP6, really, really good option for those of you who are looking for hunger, hunger, um, hunger help for sure. So now with GHRP6, dosing it, um, really, really simple, two or three times a day. You're going to, um, it's been shown not to be as effective in the presence of elevated blood glucose levels. So the best way to take GHRP6, two hours after your last meal, 30 minutes before you take any food. So that will help that kind of, that's the synergy. So just taking it random times of the day, it would work, but there is a synergy behind this. So I would, I would take it away from food a little bit, you know, and, and go that way. Now, after you take it 30 minutes before you take it in food, you're going to get hungry. So make sure you're preparing a nice, healthy meal and you can go ahead and feast on that meal after you take it. Mob, sir? I'll, I'll jump back in here, Steve. If, in fact, going back to what I said earlier on about the, the skinny guys that are struggling to eat, think about how what Steve just said. It sounds to me, this is where we get these six, seven, eight meals a day stuff that we hear professionals talking about. And even professional bodybuilders, professional athletes are going to struggle sometimes with the sheer volume of food that's required in order to be, for example, a 300-pound, 320-pound, 350-pound even lineman. Or, or certainly the 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 big Rammies, et cetera, of bodybuilding. So there's an obvious thing here, guys. If I was using GHRP in the example that Steve's just given, I don't struggle with my appetite, it has to be said. Um, think of it this way. Uh, you'd have your three square meals, but that keeps you at 200 pounds, and the only way you're going to gain is by putting another million. Well, then that would be where this would shine. And literally, as Steve says, I would, you know, I might move my third meal a little bit in further closer in the day so that our breakfast is early, lunch is still at lunchtime, and then instead of having my third meal, say, 6 o'clock, I bring it to 4 o'clock, and then I would introduce the GRTRP6 around, as it says here, a couple of hours. So maybe after the last meal starting to be digested, Steve, I'm thinking about this one as allowing me, encouraging me when I would normally struggle to get another meal in and literally it sounds a bit bizarre as I say that I'm taking a drug just to allow myself to be able to extra food but seriously um, we know because we talk to athletes we know because we've got clients and 
people that we coached. And we know because we see these the, the, the questions come up on all of the Evo family forums, but other places as well, where people will say that they've struggled to eat, to grow. And that's, that's this where this drug's going to shine, because that's how I would do it, Steve. I mean, we're going to get into dosage in specifics, but that's the way that I would play with it. And again, uh, even if it's up in the volume in the meals themselves and still having you hungry is when you could dose it with the other meals. But just for me, for example, Steve, just as a way of getting another meal in when perhaps I don't normally have four meals, this would be perfect dose the way that you've already suggested. Back to you. So, Lau, so so one of the, the, the common ways to kind of dosing it, if you're on a normal schedule, right, is yeah. when you wake up, 100 micrograms. And then you can eat uh, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour later. Then you take 100, 100 micrograms post-workout. Take a post-workout, go home, get a nice meal in, and then 100 micrograms before bed is another, is another, is a third, third time. Or you can just stick to twice a day the first thing, which I like personally. 100 micrograms waking up or 100 micrograms, let's say you eat your first meal at 11 a.m., take 100 micrograms around 10, 15. If you eat your first meal at 12, eat, you know, take your first around 11, 15, et cetera, et cetera. And then post-workout before before that meal. Now, if you take it before bed, that's for someone who's really looking for the appetite. That's someone who wants to wake up in the middle of the night hungry. So have something ready for you in the middle of the night, whether it's a shake, whether it's a meal that you, you know, put aside that you're going to go munch on. That's fine. I personally don't like my sleep interrupted and there's a chance that you will have your sleep interrupted. Now, if you're someone who eats really early in the morning, you get up for work, you like to get you like to have a meal first thing in the morning, 5 a.m., 6 a.m. And um, that's something for you to do. So you take it before bed, you'll wake up first thing in the morning, you'll be hungry right off the bat. So that's that's another strategy. But so those are those are the 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 ways that you can basically run it. So and women can run it as, as well as men. Women also have benefits to growth hormone, obviously. Um, and you know, it's going to come basically freeze-dried powder and you're going to get it and you're going to have to reconstitute it. So what I recommend always with peptides, doesn't matter what the peptide is, is always keep it in the fridge. Always keep it in the yeah. fridge. Try to have it shipped to you where it's not in the mail for a long time because over the course of the journey, the climate is going to be, it might be hot. The postal person might leave it in the back of their truck for a few hours in the hot sun. Yeah. It's going to be places, and it's better that it gets to you quicker. So always pay more for domestic shipping if possible. Don't have it shipped from overseas and have it sit in customs for a month, okay? Um, I highly recommend you always do that with peptides and put it in the refrigerator as soon as you get it, even before you reconstitute it. It needs to go in the fridge. Now, if you reconstitute it, and you don't put it in the fridge, it's going to go bad very, very quickly. Um, so you really need to make sure that you keep it in the fridge after you mix it 100%. But I also recommend before as well. And you basically reconstitute it. I don't know, Mops, or you want to kind of talk about reconstituting and stuff. Jump in. Well, I'm just going to say, Steve, we've got some great guides on the forums, and there are plenty of videos you can check out on YouTube, guys, in terms of mixing. And I think on the forum specifically in terms of the – getting the, the ratio of powder to bacteriocytic water correct. 
and some guys struggle with the math and we've had to talk to them, you know, this is how much it would be per milligram and so on. Uh, and obviously he's using the right needles in terms of using insulin needles, whether it's subcutaneously or intramuscularly. It, it can, it's, when you've never done this before, guys, it's best to check. That's why we do this podcast. But definitely come onto the forums, double check that you're getting the dosing right per milligram, double check that you're injecting it into the right place, double check that you're storing it. Essentially, as per uh, our previous uh, podcast on growth hormone, it's a, a bunch of amino acids that are incredibly sensitive to heat, to the to to over you can't freeze it, but you should keep it cool. It should be kept in a cool, dark, dry place, like all medication. Uh, and you can't, for example, Steve, we talked about even in previously on other podcasts, you can't even vigorously shake it; it should be gently shaken. And that's like Steve said, so it doesn't go bad per se, but it will degrade. So you don't get the full benefits of of the product. You might get some. There might be some part of it that's still intact in the fluid when it goes in but not all of it and that's because you you, you did a few things wrong and uh, I, I would even argue with this stuff against Steve for me uh, especially if I was using peptides on a regular basis guys just buy a really ch- small cheap fridge and cheap it in the garage or keep it to, in your little home gym or something like that or even have you, you can literally buy st- the, the, the camper van style stuff the, the, the camping ones which are just big enough you could put that beside your bed you, as I said, it could go in a gym, it could go wherever. It could, it could even go in the trunk of your car if you had to store it there. And again, if you've got kids around the house and you don't want to leave syringes or whatever, like that, and you can plug that in to the car. So the, all, all your van or whatever. I mean, honestly, this is just big enough for a few cans of Coke. It's plenty big enough for some uh, peptides. Uh, so, yeah, make sure, by all means, double check that you've got the dosing, double check that you've got the milligramage, double check that you're injecting it in the right place and please double check your maths with us guys we would we're 100 on that no problems at all and again it's just because it's the first time second third fourth time whatever when you're growing growth hormone or one of these peptides you'll have it down pat and the trick of that of course is steve is just to make some notes the first time and follow the notes the second and the third time simple as that really guys honestly gym diary stuff whatever else and again plenty of guys plenty of information but don't be afraid to ask back to you so a lot of people ask, you know, why should I get GHRP6? Why not just get HGH? Well, the price. GHRP6 is going to be way cheaper. HGH, to get legitimate pharmacy-grade HGH, we're talking, you know, $300, $400 a month to get to get that. But you can get, you know, uh, these peptides. You can get a 5-milligram vial of GHRP6 for way, 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 way less than that. And it's going to save you. It's going to save you money in the process. Um, another thing that we get asked a lot is about, like like mobster is saying, you got to be careful when you reconstitute it. Uh, when you're putting the backwater in, it's it's got to be careful. So kind of drip it in um, yeah. when you're putting it in the vial. Don't kind of squirt it in where where it's shooting at the at the at the the powder because <clears throat> that can that can damage it. So you want to make sure it trickles in slowly and take your time when you mix it and then just just kind of roll it, roll the vial around. So so it kind of yeah. gets in there and and, and, and dissolves in, in the water. And then, you know, obviously injecting uh, uh, use a slim pin, a 29 gauge or 31 gauge slim pin. You don't obviously you don't need to use a big needle and then um, you can just grab some fat. You know, uh, usually guys will grab some fat around their belly and just inject it into there. It's not spot injecting. You're not spot injecting the GHRP6. 
but you just have to, it's so much simpler to do it into your belly fat and just kind of rotate around. And because it's, it's, it's a really easy injection. So, yeah. So that's, that's the, uh, that's the thing. Now, a lot of times people like to stack GHRP six in this situation. If you're new to it, run it by itself the first time, yes. see how you react to it. This way, when you start stacking it, you'll know what's going on. So one of the, uh, one of the, the good ways to stack it is with a GHRH. So CJC 1295 without DAC is a good stack with GHRP six. So that's a good synergy together. Um, and, the one of the things with with GH for six, everyone wants to know what should I expect on it. What should I expect on it? The first week, first two weeks, you'll sleep harder. You'll have a boost in appetite. Those are the two first two things you'll notice taking uh, GHRP and taking any growth hormone peptide or or HGH itself. Now over time, you'll start noticing the fat loss. So you'll start noticing the healing. It's not going to be something where you take it and after a week, your injury is magically healed. It's going to take some time. So if you really, really, really want to use it for healing purposes, I would dose it like twice a day and I would dose it, plan to dose it at least a couple months just to see what happens from there. And here's another thing too. Um, this, this came up yesterday as well. Um, I had a conversation with one of my clients and you can be flexible with these, you don't have to take it every day. Okay. So you have to understand you're not taking, this isn't a steroid ester where you have to take it on a set schedule for it to peak in your system. This GHRP is, is going to be in and out of your system quickly. So you can be flexible when you take it. There may be a day where you don't want to take it. If you're taking your kids uh, to Disney on vacation and you don't want to take needles with you, you don't want to bother having to stress that out over storing it and all this stuff, then keep it at home for those three, four days. Take the kids and go have fun. You know, you don't need to take it with you. So this is, you can be flexible with it. You can do five days on, two days off. You can do every other day. You can just, you know what? I don't want to take it this week. I'm going to take a week off. You don't have to take it for two months straight or a month straight. You can, you can start it and stop it. It's not, that big a deal if you do you can be very flexible with how you use it that's the flexibility of using this basically it's it's you can't treat it like you're taking like a anabolic steroids or a long-term uh, you, you know what i'm saying you're not taking the uh, this isn't trt or, or anything like that this is something that you can kind of you can play around with and you can take it when on days that you're really going to be able to use it don't take it on days where, yeah, I got to go for work and drive eight hours and then you got to pull over like every two hours because you're hungry. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. So just, you know, just take it as as, as you need to take it. it. It's not something that's required that you take it on, on a set schedule. So you can be very flexible with it. And a lot of bodybuilders love GHRP6. Um, a lot of them use it. It's cheaper than HGH and it's effective. It's very, very effective uh, for this for these purposes. I'm just thinking here, Steve, that one good example of when Steve talks about the flexibility and I can see why it would be a problem. Some of our listeners and some of the members on the forums work. And when I say work, I mean physically, whether that's chopping down trees, working on construction sites and whatever else. And as often as not, and especially in America, and I think even to a lesser degree over here in the UK, Steve, you've got guys that will work all the way through. 
what I, what do I mean by that? Here, all the jobs I've done for the last few years, we get a lunch break or a tea break, Steve. So we stop. Even if we don't stop, we're still available for work. We're, we're, we're chilling, we're eating, we're refreshing or whatever. But a lot of the guys that are, uh, do manual jobs, physical jobs, it's not unusual for you to work all the way through, six, seven, eight hours straight. And in and, and that situation, and again, here in the UK, uh, construction site guys typically would have a huge breakfast and then go do the work. And only at the end of the day when they're traveling home would they have something to eat or they'd wait till they get indoors. So, you know, I, I, I don't do that. I can have three meals a day and my last two, three jobs, I've been able to do, have a break and have something to eat and do that. But that's not always possible. And that's where I think a product like this would shine because if I was working for eight hour construction site without a break, Steve, and about eating just enough calories in the morning to get me through the working day, now I'm going to get into the growth. Now I'm going to get into the GHRP6 benefits. Not only do I get the benefits of growth hormone anyway, if in a slightly milder form in terms of sleep and recovery and fat loss, but I've also got now I can have the extra meal later on. So I, I don't wait till I get indoors. I can have a snack in the car while I'm driving. I can have something to eat when I get in and then I could dose again and have another meal. And now, again, when I refer to the guys that struggle to eat, here's a situation sometimes, Steve, when they don't have time. They can do this stuff on the weekend. But when you're eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours on a construction site, you literally don't have the time to sit down and get out your Tupperware tub of tuna and some pasta and a, or a protein shake and stuff like that. And this is where something like this would be great because it's going to encourage you it's going to make you hungry after your early evening meal. So, you know, I, I, and again, an obvious thing here, Steve, super easy. Double up on the food. Simple as that. Double up. Whether you do it for yourself or, or a wife or partner or someone like that does it, make two lots so that you've got one lot to eat when you sit down for that meal. And then a couple of hours later, before you go to bed, you've got another portion of the same food, uh, that part of that meal or even just cooked at the same time as the previous meal, ready to rock and roll, or simple as a shake or something from a meal prep company or whatever. Don't, don't, as I said, Steve, there's no, don't, it doesn't mean you can have donuts and ice cream. No, it should be something healthy. Uh, and again, it doesn't have to be crazy amounts. It does six, seven, eight hundred calories is plenty. And you'd be surprised at the difference that will make over a week, over a month, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the other things, Steve, I'll say sometimes with this, you almost like train your appetite to some degree. So you get the benefits on and then to some small degree, you would get the benefits off because you've now got used to having this bigger amount of food or certainly being hungry, hungry longer and more frequently than you was before. So there's a, that, that would be great. It doesn't mean to say you can't use it again because, of course, you can. Back to you, Steve. I think that sums it up. So we're having more on our peptide series, keep an eye on it. The next one we're going to be doing is MGF. So that's going to be a really fun one. Talk to you guys then. Mobster, take us a disclaimer. Please note, we are not doctors and the opinions on these shows are ours and ours alone. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies. <laughs>